0: You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. Even when we win, it's just a matter of time before we give it all back. This is the Bet Slippin' Podcast, featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before
1: the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally you get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. What's up homies welcome back long time no speak it's the bed slipping podcast thanks for streaming us we're starting our 2022 NFL preview uh, with the AFC East today of course I got the homie Nathan Beagle aka Nate Dog here to help me break it down what's up Nate
0: what's up I'm excited football is not back but we just want to pretend like it's back screw it right like we just we need some hope right now.
1: Yeah. I'm not betting MLB anymore. This country, this world needs the NFL and needs football. Uh, the Hall of Fame game is like in a month. I actually don't really know the preseason schedule, but I think it's in the beginning of August. I, so, I bet
0: preseason last year. I can do it again.
1: I bet preseason last year as well. I felt really bad about myself and didn't even watch the game, but I did bet it. I don't remember yeah. if I won or not. Did you win? It counts for my happiness. I mean, you could put... Full units on that. shit. I mean, well, who's I it the money spends if, if the bets cash, who cares, right? If you have an edge on pregame or in uh and preseason football, by all means, take a shot.
0: And if you have like a really good betting analyst that you follow, I guarantee you someone will be releasing some wild stats, whether they come true or not. Because I don't really put much stock into preseason football, I guarantee you there are some crazy trends
1: when I was. Working as a video producer, associate video producer for USA Today Sports, Maine, I was editing a video by Lindsay Jones, who used to write for the NFL for USA Today. She went to The Athletic and I think now runs the NFL uh, over at The Ringer, the NFL coverage at The Ringer. Really quality journalist, but... She was covering, I think, the, the the Broncos or the Chicago Bears. Either way, it was the Broncos versus Chicago Bears preseason game. And she's like this. She was just talking about their practice in the middle of the week and just saying how, like, the Bears are still figuring out a ton of stuff. They don't have, like, any of their shit. She didn't say shit, but I'm saying shit. She, they don't have any of their shit buttoned up. Like, they're kind of a mess right now. So I bet the shit out of the Broncos, and it cashed easily. So like if you're if you're soaking up a whole bunch of NFL content, uh, NFL preseason stuff, practice reports, or stuff from bloggers, we do a, a great uh, a lot of great blogging over at our NFL wire sites. You can pick up some data, some details, and some things that can maybe give you an edge in handicapping the preseason. Um, truthfully, I'm not gonna be. Publicly handicapping the preseason. Publicly, (laughs) yeah. I note publicly. Yeah, you won't see my name across uh, on any articles for Sportsbook Wire or any other website for the NFL preseason. Maybe I'll get down some um, bets on local books, but uh, we are going to be covering the whole um, every every division in the the NFL. All eight start with the AFC East Uh, next week. I'm not sure what we're looking at um i'll i don't know it doesn't really matter we'll be doing another division next week um and then after we finish the divisions we'll uh give our predictions for the conference winner all the playoff teams the conference winners super bowl champions and the uh, season awards before we start the week one uh breakdown um but uh, before I get into anything here, let me just read a, a, a message from our sponsor. For our sponsor, Typico Sportsbook, who is the odds provider uh, for USA Today Sports and their global sports betting leader that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with their fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. No, new users, excuse me, from this podcast can get a special welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's Today bet.com slash podcast terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older to game with Tipico. Please see their website for details. Also, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. So in these previews, we're going to just be covering the teams lightly, talk about their odds uh, as provided by Tipico, their, uh, regular season win total. Their odds to win the AFC East, odds to win the AFC, and the odds to win the Super Bowl. Also, any like uh, bets uh, for awards that uh, we might we might find for any particular team. Um, there's no player props listed currently for Tipico, which is kind of a bummer. There are on. A couple different books. So if you're um, not in Colorado New Jersey, be sure to check out your local book to see if there are any player props. So we don't have player props to break down, but I did find something very interesting that I wanted to give to you guys and uh, share with Nate for the first time as well. The self-proclaimed undergod. So this is this is courtesy of at Connor Allen NFL on Twitter. Um, he's a sports betting manager for four. 4 for 4 football and bet spurts. Now, he tweeted and I quote, sportsbooks have posted hundreds of NFL season long player props for 2022 already. I analyzed 243 props from last season and found five interesting trends that will help you win money betting them this year. Once again, this is at Connor Allen NFL uh, via Twitter. He said, one, in all six categories, I tracked I had a higher hit rate on unders and overs. I didn't expect them to be this lopsided, though. If you blindly bet every single under, you would have won more than 68 units and hitting 66.6% of your bets. This is blindly betting unders on all season-long player props. Two, betting the under on rushing touchdowns hit 60, uh, 76% of the time, 13 out of 17 listed props last season. This was the highest hit rate among all categories and profited 8.4 units. Connor Allen continues with both pre- passing yards and passing touchdown props when under 74% of the time, 20 out of 27 listed Quarterback pla- passing, uh, passing touchdown props with a net of 11.95 units. Almost all of them were correlated. If the player went under their passing yards, they also hit the under on their touchdowns. Four, taking the under on receiving yardage props was the most profitable from a unit's one perspective, netting 26 units and hitting 66% or 64 out of 97 listed receiving yardage props. Um, five. So what does this all mean? He goes on to say, does despite ba- being profitable to blindly bet the under and everything, that's not in a strategy. I would suggest for multiple reasons, the ta- main takeaway here though, is that the majority of your season long player props, if not all should be unders. Now the self-proclaimed under guy definitely has to agree with that, right?
0: I mean, I just agree with that with basically everything we saw with like the first, so many nba games i mean the the unders have just i i don't know any historical trends like for the last five nba years or whatever nfl years it it just generally feels like there's a better chance and like you like you said before you start out with a winning ticket who doesn't like to at least starting out winning you know
1: that's the simplest way to look at unders you're winning until a bunch of shit happens to where you lose so if a bunch of shit doesn't happen you can you can win
0: Exactly, I love it.
1: Um, but this guy goes on. Connor Allen goes on um, talking about um, just the, the the profitability of unders or the reason why they're profitable. Another factor that impacts um, season long player props are um, the outlook at, uh, uh, or the, uh, the 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 um, the possible injury of the starting quarterback. You know, this obviously affects the the wide receivers, but to a lesser extent, the the running backs. That's something that I added. That's not what he said. Continuing on what he said, though, this could have massive negative impact on overall offensive efficiency if your quarterback gets injured. Beyond injury, betting against human achievement is generally wise. Uh, For a player to hit their over, a number of factors have to go right, which is kind of what I'm getting at here with you start with a winning ticket by betting the under. And I also think, Go ahead. I'm Factoring
0: sorry. in injuries also is an idea. I mean, everyone probably – you know how many books cashed a DeAndre Hopkins uh, over last year? I mean, it's just there, – there are just so many things you just can't factor in that sports factor in and then just eventually happen. I mean, it, it doesn't mean Hopkins isn't a great player, but he's going to miss his under even if he misses three or four games, you know?
1: Absolutely. Um, uh, Connor goes on to say, for a player to hit their over, yeah, a number of factors – have to go right, including efficiency, workload, health, coaching, off-field consistency, etc. And that is um, the most obvious point in my and and then the uh, the most uh, I guess um, sticky uh, point to be made here. It's just like so many things need to go right for overs. So if you're one of those guys, I'm not someone who will play player props, season-long player props. I'll I'll bet um, award. Props or futures, but not player props. But if you're someone that does, try to stick to the under on these. They're a lot more profitable than the over, especially in a game like football where injuries are so common and injuries to your teammates could seriously affect you. Like An injury to a teammate in the NBA probably isn't going to affect his season-long production for the most part, unless it's like a very specific situation with an important point guard um, to a to a big man, like a Chris Paul being injured if uh, Deion- and that affecting DeAndre in stock. So, again, just even though we're not going to break down any player props, the overall message that I want to extend is if you're handicapping the stuff and getting down on any of these player props, definitely lean towards the under. All right, so let's start breaking down the AFC East. We'll start with the team. Um, that's a heavy favorite to win the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills. And I'm going to come strong on this here. In my opinion, it's not really a question of who's going to win the Super Bowl. It's a question of how many points the Buffalo Bills are going to win by. Like, I think they're between talent, experience, continuity, and coaching. They're, I think, by far the best team. Not by far. They're clearly the best team in the NFL. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean they win the Super Bowl, but. I wouldn't hate betting any of their futures. The one that I feel strongest about is their over team win total, which right now is priced at... 11.5 11.5 to make the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills are minus 500, according to Tipico, to win the AFC East, minus 200 to win the AFC, plus 320, and to win the Super Bowl, plus 600. So they are the odds-on favorite. I can't disagree with that. Josh Allen is the odds-on MVP favorite. Do you see any way to get down on the Buffalo Bills, or are you how, what's your feeling about them coming into the season?
0: See, um I wanna agree with you. I do. I do. I, I actually bet I the Bills a to. ten and a half. I bet the Bills last last season. Um they came up a game short, I'm pretty sure. I don't think I cash a ticket. And I think I'm gonna get into this a little bit later with one of the bets that I do like. And I'm kinda looking further into the schedule. And while I think the Bills can go twelve and five easy. They, they have tough games the the NFL wants them to play tough games they want those primetime games look at their schedule their their uh, their opponents match up they're uh they're gonna be playing the afc north I believe so they have the Ravens the Steelers they have the Packers the Vikings um i mean they open the season so this is their first let's hear this out this is their first six games at the Rams. Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers, Chiefs, then they have a bye, then they play the Packers. I'm not saying it's impossible that they don't lose five. I'm just saying I don't think I would bet that. I, I think there are a lot of things. I think they only have three or four gimme games, and I think in the NFL it's just hard to uh, be able to consistently win at that level. I mean, week 17 they have the Bengals, week 18 they have the Patriots. There's not They, they don't have an easy schedule, and I think at 11 and a half, that is the only thing that would persuade me to not bet them. I think it's just insanely easy to go 11 and six and have the last game not count and then not even play while the Patriots are struggling to get in. I think that's just a real possibility and one reason why I might stay away. Um, I, I mean, they're minus 200 to win their division. I, I don't think there's any arguing who's going to win the AFC East. I don't think. Um, there's necessarily any arguing that Josh Allen at plus three twenty or whatever he was for MVP. I don't think those are bad odds. It's hard to say they're bad. Um, I just don't think I would take them. And again, it's just the schedule. It's just the consistency and having to win 12 games. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that's basically my take, the only thing that holds me back is the schedule. I think it's, it's one of the more difficult and it's very, it's very front loaded. So,
1: so that's that's the thing. It's front loaded, but it's not that difficult. It's this is according to Warren Sharp, who calculates strength of, strength of schedule, excuse me, by um, adding up their opponents' projected win totals by Vegas or by the odds uh, sports books. So they have the 18th um, toughest strength of schedule. So a little tougher than your average, right? Here's the thing, though, they have the best net rest edge in the entire NFL based on schedule, right? So like they have their spots, their, their, their games against good teams. They, they have a rest edge in most times or in most of those situations. Um, also they were 11 and six last year. What did you bet them over 11 and a half?
0: Yeah, probably. Okay. Cause I loved them last year and I'm not saying they're not a, I'm not saying they're not a good bet. I'm just saying, I don't think I love it. Like I'm not, I, I just don't think I would take it.
1: Well, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I am going to get to the, a bet that I love here that I'm going to the window with, that it's bills um, related, um, but I'm just kind of uh, taking the long way to get there. Right? I Again, I'm looking for big money payouts if I'm betting future. So 11.5 wins at whatever the price is on Tipico um, is something I'm not going to bet for a year-long bet I would recommend. If you were to play any side of that, go over. Lay in minus five hundred, make the playoffs, minus two hundred to win the AFC East. No way. Like those are ridiculous well, bets. I don't even I will think...
0: say a hundred twenty million dollar deal for a thirty-two, almost thirty-three year old Von Miller. Feels like in three years that'll be the worst contract in the league.
1: Well, when's it end? Isn't it four years? I think I think it's a three year guarantee. No, no no, actually 3 years of it's guaranteed. I just read this because the Rams offered him the same exact actually offered him a little bit more but only 2 years were guaranteed.
0: But either way, you're telling me 30 you really want 34 35 year old Von Miller making. I'm just saying down the road it, it don't would, matter right. Now, he looks like yeah, he's Von in good shape. Good. <laughs> yeah, next season Von Miller will be good and that's all that matters, right? For at least these bets.
1: Uh yeah, exactly. Um But I just look at it like the Buffalo Bills. Again, they have continuity. Um, They have uh, an alpha quarterback with a a, a legit number one wide receiver. I also am high on this defense right now, super high on this defense. See, I like the addition of Vaughn Miller. Not only did they add him, they added Daquan Jones, who is a a very good defensive tackle for the Tennessee Titans. Shaq Lawson, who – as the third or fourth pass rusher for the Bills, will work well. And they also added Jordan Phillips. So they have a beefed-up defensive line. They use their their first-round pick um, on the cornerback from Florida, Elam, and they're adding him to what I think is the best secondary in the NFL. Everyone in the Buffalo Bills probably and should have a chip on their shoulder after that. Just terribly heartbreaking loss to Kansas City and the AFC divisional game, which was like one of the better football games ever played. You know what I mean? Like they didn't like it, it, that. That loss is going to motivate them year over year. And honest, I honestly I get like this is going to show my age at least a little bit with you. I'm getting like 98 Yankees vibes out of this team, where the 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 97 Yankees lost. And slightly embarrassing fashion to the Kansas, uh, to the Cleveland Indians at the time, and they came through, uh, came back in '98 and just buzz the entire baseball, uh, entire MLB. Another example could be like the San Antonio Spurs a couple years ago, and they lost to the Miami Heat. They came back and just beat the shit out of the Heat the next year. Um, so I, I'm getting the same type of vibe with Buffalo, but. Um, back to last year's performance. Again, they were 11-6 and six straight up, but they left meat on the bone. Their Pythag record, which is based off of points scored and points allowed, was 13-4. and four. Six of their seven losses, which includes the playoffs obviously, were on one-score games. Those are, those are metrics that tend to um, support progression. Back to the mean. So, like, if you win a lot of one-score games one year, you're expected to lose one-score games the next year. Or another sign of regression um, for team win totals. Nate is is uh, turnover differential. Like, if you had bad turnover luck one year, like the Jets had like minus fourteen turnover uh, turnover differential last year, it's expected to improve year over year, right? So those are like points that sharps. Look to to bet against or bet for when they're looking at uh, handicapping team season long uh, projections. Um, But anyways, I'm I'm kind of uh, beating around the bush here. My favorite bet that I'm going to make in this entire podcast here is Sean McDermott to win Coach of the Year at plus three thousand on Tipico. Now I understand a lot of you don't or aren't in Colorado, New Jersey. I've seen some books dealing this out at anywhere from plus 1,600 to plus 2,500. Typicos actually get the best price that I've seen. Um, 18 other coaches are ahead of him or have lower odds than Sean McDermott, and he's like tied with five other coaches. The bottom, the simplest way to put this, I have a little more, or I have a lot more than just like this little thing, but like, there isn't 24 better coaches than Sean McDermott. That's not the truth, right? And if the Buffalo Bills achieve their regular season goals, which I think they will, I think they're actually going to win 13 or 14 games this year, they're going to be looking to give these guys credit. Now, Josh Allen is accurately priced. He's plus 700 to win the MVP. He's got the best odds on the board, right? So there's not a ton of value there. Again, Bills to win the AFC, plus 320, I don't like that. To win the Super Bowl, plus 600, I don't like that. The thing about Sean McDermott's to win the Coach of the Year at plus 3,000 is the Bills could choke in the playoffs, and he still wins that award, right? And it's a much fatter payout than them to win the Super Bowl. Also, Brian Dable, the former now former offensive coordinator, for the Buffalo Bills, who got a lot of credit for help turning around Josh Allen. He departed along with someone else from the front office to go to the New York Giants this year. So there is reason to think that there could be some a a little regression in the offense. But again, them adding the players they did, the defensive line, and, uh, um, and, and drafting Elam in the first round, I think this defense is going to be like... Obviously, number one in the league. I think that they're going to be, I think they're going to be fucking nasty, like nasty. So I think because Sean McDermott is a defensive-minded coach, he's going to get a, a brunt of that credit. If this defense is as good as I think it'll be, he's going to get the brunt of the credit. And the final point here to kind of wrap up my pitch on Sean McDermott to win Coach of the Year, as you said. They're playing against good teams. They're playing in primetime games. They're tied for the most primetime games. So, like, they're going to be, like, in the spot, like, throughout the whole year. And, again, like, they have the favorite to win the MVP. They just played one of the better fo- football games ever. So, it's like they're on the tip of everyone's tongues. Like, if this team does really well, they're going to be – uh, the media is gonna be looking to praise them and give 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 awards th- to their way. So because I think the Bills are legit the number one team in the NFL, um, I'm looking for the most profitable way to get down on that handicap and the most profitable way is Sean McDermott to win Coach of the Year. Again, I typically go as plus three thousand. If you're in New Jersey or Colorado, get that, but like I would play it down to plus sixteen hundred. Plus I'd play it down to plus fifteen hundred, actually. So No action on the Bills' uh, win total. I would definitely lean over 11.5, not playing any of their season-long futures outside of Coach of the Year for Sean McDermott. So that's what I have on the Buffalo Bills. Really long-winded. I won't be as long-winded with the Dolphins, Patriots, or Jets, but that's just like my favorite bet of this uh, podcast. So thanks for letting me ramble there. Sorry about that.
0: Yeah, no, no, I was down for it. I didn't have much on the Bills either, so it's uh, it was a good little good little rant. I like it. Um, let's let's look at the – do you have anything on the Patriots? So what happened with the Patriots this offseason? They drafted uh, – who did they draft in the first round? Cole Strange. I remember no one really knew who he was. And free agency, it looks like they really just lost um, J.C. Jackson and Ted Karras.
1: Yeah, That's and, and uh, Shaq Mason as well, who's been uh... – a great guard for them over the years.
0: So that sounds like about it. I personally speaking, I don't even know what their win total set at. I didn't really look at that one. I bet it's what nine and a half, eight and a half.
1: Let me help you with that. So their their um, odds for like season long stuff: eight and a half wins to make the playoffs, plus one fifty five; to win the AFC East, plus four twenty five; to finish last in the AFC East, plus four fifty. To win the AFC plus two thousand and win the Super Bowl plus four thousand. So those are your odds. Anything jump I, out there?
0: I don't think I like anything. And I even kind of looked over those, so I looked over all of them and then I kind of dove into the ones I liked. I didn't really like anything on the Patriots. I think it's hard it's almost it's hard to bet against them and for this team for what weapons it feels like they have, it kind of feels like it's hard to bet for them at, at this point too. Yeah like if you can make a good point for betting the Patriots, please by all means. Sure. but I, I'm and I'm not betting against them either because it's just it's not in the NFL ritual book.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is it is not profitable betting against Bill Belichick.
0: Exactly, but like I said, I'm not betting for him. I don't like anything on there. I don't really want to bet that they go 8-9, and, and I don't want to bet that they do much better than that either. I just don't think they have the playmakers to really do, do a great great deal, and their defense should relapse a little bit from what it was last year.
1: So... Yeah, I don't know. This one, this one's tough. This team, this team's kind of hard to figure out. I actually think like Bill Belichick is tripping. <laughs> like I, I think he's tripping. I think there's just too much hubris, too much of him smelling his own farts. He didn't. This fool didn't hire an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. You you got it, Bill? You're good? You got this? Like, you don't need you don't need any assistance? Like what the what the hell are we doing here? Josh McDaniels goes to Las Vegas Raiders. Josh McDaniels was very huge to their success. Is he can Bill Belichick survive without him? Of course. But like it comes to the point where it's like, dude, you need help. Like you're not doing this whole thing yourself. Like you can't. You have to hire coordinators. don't have Tom Brady
0: anymore, champ. Like, right.
1: Like, if I'm Robert Kraft, like, and I'm sitting there in the in the front office, like, meeting with Bill Belichick, and he's like, yeah, no. Offensive coordinator left, we're good, though. Defensive coordinator, don't, don't need, need one. Don't I'll, need those, yeah. At one point, I'm like, wait a second, dude. Like, do you need a quarterback? Like, are you going to go out there and throw the ball, too? Like, what, what are we talking about here, Bill? You need stuff. And it's just like his draft where he – uh, who who is it? Hold on. The oh, the... uh,
0: no, I just looked it up. Cole... It was the offensive lineman from Chattanooga?
1: Chattanooga. Cole, Cole Strange. Strange. Offensive guard. Everyone was guard.
0: like, "Yeah, that's a third round value." I remember draft night because I bet a lot on the draft. Like me and my nice. buddy we just we we played a lot of props on the draft, and we were both. So I'm watching the end of the first round because I bet a cornerback prop. I'm watching it and I'm like, so they lost J.C. Jackson. and You're not gonna take a cornerback, right? Because I went over on the cornerbacks and it missed, and I was like. You're not gonna take like. Are you serious? Like, you're gonna take Cole Strange? Like, I understand they lost guards, but I mean, it it is what it is. Hopefully, I'm not gonna wish bad on any team, whatever. But I don't get it, and I'm not betting for it. Not betting against it.
1: Whatever. Um, I'll root for, uh, I'll root bad for teams that I bet against, and you know, if I'm being honest, I do, sports hate the Boston the Boston sports fan base. I I I, I, I root for their demise. I,
0: yeah, like, if you listen to this and you're Boston, you don't have to turn it off. But, yeah, I also... Every Boston fan, I'm like, yeah, you suck. Yeah. Like, and I don't even have anything innately against Boston. I just I think do. their face sucks. Like, yeah. every Boston fan I've met, and I think there's one that, like, should know who I'm talking about, they suck. They just suck <laughs> as fans.
1: Yeah, I agree. My roommate college in college, uh, freshman and sophomore year, still the homie uh, from Rhode Island, huge Red Sox fan. I... My freshman year of college was 2004. I had to sit there and watch the Yankees blow a 3 0 lead to the Boston Red Sox, and it's pretty much scarred me for life. Like, I have so much hatred. Honestly, the Giants upsetting the Patriots in the Super Bowl in their 18 0 season almost made it even, but really, it didn't. It really, I'm still angry about the 2004 ALCS. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I had
0: this guy. I had this guy in my in my group chat telling me uh, Robert Williams is a better defender than Draymond Green, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. <sighs> Defensive rim field goal percentage. You're right. Got it. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, oh, I want. I, I I I get frustrated with all the love for Draymond Green. I wanna. I wanna agree with your buddy, but I can't. I can't. Especially if the guy just won another ring. Um. All that being said, I think. I think you guys will agree with me or understand when I say like if there were value betting on the Patriots I would do it. I don't I don't hate Boston that much. I'm not tripping. Um, yeah. here's the thing. I again, I'm not going to bet a season long win total unless I think it's an absolute lock and it really isn't with the Patriots, right? There are things to criticize about them. Uh, they didn't they didn't really add enough in the offseason. They're only like offensive addition was trading for Devonte parker in division that could be bad why would the dolphins trade a wide receiver in division to the to the patriots i would assume they are very confident they've gotten the most out of Devonte parker and he's just actually not very good anymore maybe i'm wrong though mac jones had a very impressive rookie year Right? They were only three and three in one score game, so they didn't get stupid lucky. They were plus seven in turnover differential, but that's what Belichick does, right? I mean, you know, they're great situationally. They were fourth in SRS by pro football reference, fourth in DVOA. Just, again, elite situationally and third down in the red zone. Their Pythag win total was 12, Uh, win loss was 12 and five. So, there's a strong case that they're going eight and a half wins, over eight and a half wins. Here's the thing, though. All right. And this is kind of what I've settled on. I'm going to officially pass with a lean to the over on eight and a half wins because, Nate, going into the last uh, season.
0: After all this, hearing you say an over. No,
1: no. Le- no, I'm leaning under eight and a half wins. I'm sorry. Did oh, I say okay, over? bad. All right. Good. 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 I don't know.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll replay that. But yeah, I thought it was. A-
1: under oh, team under yeah I'm I I lean under eight and a half wins and if I had like a fat enough bankroll I might sprinkle on it um so if you're someone that has a fat enough bank bankroll go ahead um all right but anyways the Pats went into 2021 last year with a nine and a half win total this was. With a rookie quarterback possibly taking over. There was still talk when they listed this line that Cam Newton could be their starting quarterback, if you remember. He took over for the for for the GOAT, right? Uh well, not really. I mean, I guess again, Cam Newton was there year over year. But anyways, nine and a half win total with a rookie quarterback. The market, I feel like, is saying that the Pats are going to be worse this year by them uh, having an eight-and-a-half win projection because like, how could Mac Jones look as good as he did, the, 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 uh, the Patriots exceed expectations, and their win projection go down year over year? Well, a big part of the reason is their strength of schedule. Uh, their strength of schedule is 25th. Um, at a 32 team, so really difficult, and they have the second worst net rest edge. Also, again, they didn't add much talent in free agency. I'm not a draft neck, uh, I'm not a draft expert, so I can't really speak very uh, highly or or um, informationally towards their draft picks. But just by like reading the tea leaves here, nine and a half win total last year with a rookie quarterback, and eight and a half win total this year. I feel like the market's expecting them to, to regress year over year. And I, I again, because of the strength of schedule and just because Bill is just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I think they're probably going to go under. Yeah, no, I agree. And I don't
0: really, I don't have a good bet on that one either. Those weren't my. Yeah. Okay. So...
1: Well, you you seamlessly transitioned us into talking about the Patriots ahead of the team that I actually would prefer to talk about. And part of the reason why I think the Patriots. Could uh, finish under is because I think their division's going to get tougher, um, and I think the Miami Dolphins are due for some improvement uh, year over year. The Miami well, Dolphins finished. What I wanted
0: to talk about this whole time, I've just been waiting just to talk about the Dolphins.
1: Well, I had the Dolphins uh, queued up next to discuss, and you came in with some Patriots stuff, and I was All like, right, you know I'm what? Sorry, the Pete. Pa- I. It was beautiful. It was seamless. Might, it was a seamless transition. transition. It was seamless. I, had I love it. <laughs> all right,
0: all right, I think we're both loving loving a little fins this these days.
1: all right let's get back on 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 track here. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins again, they finished nine and eight straight up last year. their thag win loss record was seven point six to nine point four so they exceeded expectations got a little lucky, even in turnover differential um their win total is eight and a half wins this year plus one forty to make the playoffs. Uh, plus 400 to win the AFC East, plus 2,000 to win the AFC, plus 4,000 to win the Super Bowl. So a lot of the same odds um, as the Patriots, but they are slightly more expensive, i.e. considered to be the stronger team. So what are what are your looks here uh, when you're um, previewing the Dolphins 2022?
0: So I'm kind of on your side with the sense of, usually speaking when I'm talking about these, I'm going to be – Preferring the larger payouts in a sense. Um, and this this is gonna be no different. So instead of going for anything crazy, we're not like we both said, Bills are gonna win the AFC East. I like the Dolphins to make the playoffs a plus 140. And I think there's like a lot of decent reasons why. For starters last year, Pittsburgh was only nine, seven, and one, and they were that seventh team since they expanded. They were the last team. So the Dolphins were eight and four when Tua started, when he threw at least five passes. There was one game against the Bills where they got ripped and he only threw like four times. That's why I added that in there. I think they have a few easy games against the the Jets. And for starters, so Tua may not be the best quarterback, but he was the seventh most accurate quarterback last season. And if they're going to let Tyreek Hill beat Tyreek Hill, it probably will be a lot of those short passes and just letting him run. And that's what Tua has proven that he is able to do. And then on the defensive end, you have uh, one of the best cornerback tandems in the league, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. And then I think what can't be overlooked is that, A, they, they added the weapons offensively, but their line is going to be drastically improved. They added two of the best 10 offensive linemen free agents that the NFL had this offseason. Taron Armstead on a massive five-year, $75 million deal. And then Connor Williams on a $14 million deal. They added Chase Edmonds, Cedric Wilson um, Tyree kill, they have three or four starter quality running backs that they can filter in and out along with a great line, an accurate quarterback. Um, and they have the weapons offensively as well. So I, I don't think there's much to hate here. I think they have an easy, a relatively easy, uh, division in terms of, I think they could, um, if, if they steal one against Buffalo or something like that, maybe they go four and two in their division or, five and one i don't think it's unheard of to think that and i i like i think two is ready to make this jump and he has the weapons to do it and the offensive line to do it as well so uh i'm here for the dolphins make the playoffs and a little side point is i think a lot of the teams in the unless you're in the afc south i think a lot of the two other divisions the afc north and the afc west i think they're gonna beat each other up a lot it would be shocking to see a team get three teams in the playoffs and I don't know the Chargers, Dolph- the Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, and Raiders all having to play each other twice. There's going to be some slip ups in there, and they may not end end up nine and eight or whatever. So, uh, I-, I think it could be a good year to-, to bet on the Dolphins.
1: All right, so there's a lot to unpack there. I don't hate the plus one forty to make the playoffs. I was looking at that one too, but I think a better look, that's kind of doing a similar thing, and it's a it's a chunkier payout is the AFC East um, finishing forecast. So you can bet the, uh, Buffalo Bills to finish first and the Miami Dolphins to finish second at plus 200. Now the reason why I prefer that one over them to make the playoffs, cause I do slightly disagree with, I hear your point about the good teams in the AFC West beating each other up, but just like more simply, it's like the, the AFC added DeVonte Adams, they added Russell Wilson. Like there are teams that are better. The Chargers are going to be better year over year. The Baltimore Ravens are going to be year good year uh better year over year. The Bengals are pretty stacked as we'll talk about um in and, and future weeks and you're you're a big Bengal fan, you know how uh how I mean, you should feel confident about your team. Um so I think there's a lot of good teams in the AFC. I do think the Dolphins end up making the playoffs. I agree with you there. I just think like the plus 200 for first, second, and the AFC East is a little bit better of a payout, and, yeah,
0: and, maybe and I, I feel better it. confident like about a, that. that. That sounds like a great payout. And that's honestly because there's – like we've both been saying, there's no way they win it. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think well, so.
1: I wouldn't say no way because – I'm right, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 no. I was cutting you off. We're,
0: we're just nice guys here. Um, <laughs> I think we're both a little low on the Patriots and a little higher on the Dolphins. So the one-two combo, and I think we're both super high on the Bills. So I think we're – uh we're in the same ballpark here. And I think yours is probably for the better payout. And you don't have to risk teams within the same conference because the AFC is far more loaded than the NFC. I think the plus 200 is probably the better bet there. I
1: will admit you found the good, the good play. (laughs) All right. I appreciate that, man. Um, But, but to your point about, about just the dolphins being high on them coming into this year, I'll, I'll go a step further. I think I'm going a step further here with Tua. I'd argue he's underrated, and he has legit weapons. So uh, over 21 games uh, he's played since being drafted, he's got a 66% completion percentage, 88.8 quarterback rating, 27 touchdowns of 15 interceptions, four game-winning drives in those 21 games. He had a defensive head coach and had two different playbooks. Uh, They added the Dolphins this offseason, Raheem uh, Mostert, um, who's very familiar with uh, their new head coach's system. He was the offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. And they also acquired Chase Edmonds to add to a pretty good backfield. They also obviously traded for Tyreek Hill, who I think still has a couple years left in his prime. They added Cedric Wilson, who did really well in Dallas's offense last year. And they added a bona fide uh, a Pro Bowl left tackle, Uh, Taron Armstead now I'm not sure because two was left-handed if him being a left tackle is going to make as big of a difference as if he was a left tackle for a right-handed quarterback but that's definitely a huge upgrade to one of their biggest uh, weaknesses which is the Dolphins offensive line now their defensive coordinator um um rem- remains in place. He's been the, the same guy for the past three years, even though Brian Flores, their old head coach, is no longer there. They did re- re- retain the defensive coordinator. Miami has a sneaky, good front four and pass rush. Despite not having any names that really pop out, they were third in pressure rate last year. They're just good at scheme and pressure. And Again, they retained the, the, the defensive coordinator. They have a Sick secondary with Xavier and Howard uh, and Javon Holland. My my concerns with them is Tua not taking the next step. Me being wrong about him. Um, that's obviously a possibility, and it's a rookie, unproven head coach. He could be terrible. He, he could. Who knows, right? So, um, but because I am really high on the Bills and I and I like Tua in the Dolphins. I would get down on plus 200 for the Bills to finish first and, and Dolphins to finish second. Don't hate the plus 140 to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and I think that's all I got on the Dolphins. I I think the Dolphins will be a team to thoroughly enjoy watching this season.
1: Yeah, again, I, I think Tua has received unnecessary criticism and backlash because a lot of the people that projected him to be really good – kind of feel dumb because he isn't amazing immediately like he had some challenges he had a terrible injury coming into the pros he had a defensive head coach their offensive line was complete shit played with two playbooks rib
0: injuries last season i mean he was eight
1: and four when he started basically so i think the ball looks good coming out of the pocket i think he extends plays i think he's got moxie i'm a fan i'm buying stock low on him so i'm with you on your overall analysis Cool. All right, so to talk about the, the final team here in the uh, AFC East, the the, the the New York Jets, dude, I the one thing I'll say about Jets is the New York Jets have the best fan base probably in professional sports, like the most loyal fan base. So I went to college uh, at St. John's University. It's, it's in Queens on the edge of Long Island. So there were a lot of Jets fans I went to school with. One of the funniest shit, the funniest things that happened in college, well, maybe not funniest things, that's one of the funniest G-rated things that happened to me in college was (laughs) um, sophomore year, so it was 2005, April, after the draft, the New York Jets just drafted left tackle DeBrickishaw-Ferguson, and the... Jets fans in my dorm building were so excited and got so drunk over the excitement of DeBricashaw Ferguson being drafted. They were outside of our dorm building yelling J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets at like 4 a.m. on like a Thursday morning. It was ridiculous. But like these Jets fans are psychos. And it's, a, it's so funny. Like there is no one. Uh, let me just tell you guys at home, there's no one that hates the Jets more than a Jets fan. They hate their organization, but they are so passionate and so loyal it it's a trip. Um, honestly this this Jets team it's it's all Zach Wilson. This talent is sick. I actually like their defense., uh, Robert Sala might suck, but Zach Wilson really. He put up one of the worst years in like quarterbacking history. He was so bad. I, I saw things that I liked. I saw glimpses. I saw athleticism. I saw Moxie. I I saw the ability to keep his eyes downfield and make some big throws. But like overall, when you dig into the numbers, he was real bad. Like like <laughs> like real bad. So it's it's tough to get down on the Jets here. Also because. I'm high on the Bills. I like the Dolphins. And I think the Patriots take a step back, but I could be wrong, and they could be good. I wouldn't be surprised there. I would be a lot more surprised if the Jets won nine games. Um, But I'm looking at their team right now. They drafted Garrett Wilson, which makes Corey Davis's job a lot easier. They added your boy from Cincinnati, Uzoma. Uh, How do you say that? Help me out there, Corey. Uzoma. Uzoma? DJ. Okay, which I like
0: him, but three years and 24. I mean, I think it was something with like a similar with Gary Payne Jr. or Gary Payne II with the Warriors. It was kind of like the Bengals, it seemed more like they did a good job at covering up weaknesses. Uzoma is a great leader, but I don't know if he's really going to make the Jets that much
1: better. I like that point. Fair enough. Okay. Their offensive line,
0: the fit was there for the Bengals. Not necessarily that Uzoma's great, which we love him, we love Uzoma, but like I said, fit.
1: They also added uh, Tyler Conklin, uh, a tight end, and I just think like their tight ends are slightly improved. Their wide receivers, like Elijah Moore, showed like. Superstar potential, all, uh, Pro Bowl potential last year in his rookie season. Him moving to the slot right next to Garrett Wilson has the potential to be really good. They also drafted Brees Hall, a running back out of Iowa State, who was phenomenal last year for Iowa State. One, really, one of the few bright spots in that offense. So there is a world where the Jets. I don't think they go from like worst to first. But I could see them winning nine games. That wouldn't wouldn't shock me. But if I'm being honest and not really wanting to bullshit with you guys anymore, I'm not putting any money on their futures. Their win projection is 5.5 to make the playoffs, plus 600 and a stacked AFC. I don't see that. To win the AFC, plus 2,000. Chunky payout, but no thanks. Plus 7,000 to win the AFC conference. Plus 10,000 to win the Super Bowl. I don't see a lot there. Um they were really really uh 26 in DVOA, 31st in SRS by Pro Football Reference. Again, they didn't go minus 13 in turnover differential. Here's the other thing that really holds me back. 27th in strength of schedule, 29th in net rest edge according to Warren Sharp. So, it's not going to be easy for them and it's a very an unproven coach who is in a second year with a second year quarterback who is unproven at best shitty at worst. (laughs) Like, I don't know. So I'm,
0: I'm all over this take. And I, I actually had one of my decent bets as the, the under here. And it's tough because I, I love what they did in the draft. I think they addressed a lot of problems. They got playmakers offensively. They'll get Carl Lawson back who missed all last year. They improved their defensive even further. Um, Sauce Gardner. I'm actually kind of hesitant on him because just because like he played in since he played at Cincinnati. And I mean, they're not the big twelve quite yet. So I'm not really sure what like if he'll be able to match up with uh the Stefan Diggs' of the world because that that's who he that's who he needs to be at as the number four overall pick. Um I, I'm with you though, and it's kind of goes back to why I didn't love the Bills schedule. So they're they're gonna play the four teams in the AFC North. They probably won't win any of those games. Right after that, they have Dolphins, Packers, Broncos,
1: Patriots, Bills, and then the Patriots again. Wait, you don't think they're better than the Bears? Um everyone might be better than the Bears.
0: I think personally speaking, I'm gonna trust in Justin Fields more than I trust in Zach Wilson.
1: Fair enough. Okay.
0: And I think that's literally my my only point is I think the Jets could start 0 and 10, given their strength to schedule. And then I mean Wilson had a nine to eleven T D to interception ratio. The Jets beat the Bengals and the Titans last year, the Titans without Derrick Henry, I'm pretty sure, and then the Bengals um, was Mike Wilson just going crazy? So they could have easily been two and 15 or whatever. So, uh,
1: they had Derrick Henry, they were missing Julio Jones and AJ Brown.
0: There you go. I remember, I remembered it was something like that. Well, yeah. they, they ranked 27th in offensive and defensive third down uh, completion percentage. I don't think they improved that much. And I don't, I don't love Zach Wilson coupled with a ton of rookies. So if I had to play something on the Jets, it would be under 540 or. at plus 140. And I think plus 140 is almost a good enough payout to play it.
1: That's what it's dealing at. Typical under is as juice up to plus 140.
0: Yep. I could, I should, I don't hate
1: your analysis. I can't get there and join you on that bet, but I don't hate your analysis. It's really just, I'm a, I'm a
0: Zach Wilson hater. I watched, I mean, I didn't watch a ton of the jets last year, but I watched enough.
1: Or should you have? No uh, I, I I liked sure. what they did in the draft. They also added the tight end from Ohio State Jeremy Ruckert with Tyler Conklin, CJ. Uzuma. so like it, it feels like they are putting the most that they can around Zach Wilson. You know that whole thing where it's like you got to make the most of a rookie uh, quarterback in a rookie contract. They are actually executing that like they've done I- that.
0: I think we might just be a year too early, though. I mean, yeah, I think Gardner might be a year. Brees Hall. I mean, he, it, I don't think he's as big and physical as like the Kenneth Walkers of the world. Um, I mean, he's six one. Not really. I didn't know a ton about him. It looks like he crushed it at Iowa State. Yeah, no, he could uh, play.
1: <laughs> Brees Hall could play.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess my point is, is I'm just not sold in, on second year Zach Wilson and a ton of rookies to win six games, uh, given their schedule could start off with 10 teams that all playoff caliber.
1: Hey, I mean, hey, all I'm looking forward is good analysis, and you've done that here, all right? You've shown your math. If you like the New York Jets to go under their win total, especially at that plus money payout, I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to join you, but, again, I like the analysis. And uh, as not only the host of Bed Slippin' Podcast, but also a fan, I appreciate what you just did there, Nate, so thank you
0: welcome
1: welcome all right right. so um i have a i have one best bet here hopefully you have a couple but let's wrap this puppy up our afc east preview with our uh, final segment we're locking our best bets we call it going to the window the bet slipping podcast Going to the window. All right, man. So I talked about this at length. I'm sure a bunch of people tuned me out during their little commute, but I'm going Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott to win coach of the year at plus 3,000. I love this number. I love Sean McDermott um, to win coach of the year, and I would play it all the way down to plus 1,500. If you're not in Colorado, or New Jersey, you might not get the plus three thousand. Most books are dealing at least plus sixteen hundred for Sean McDermott to win Coach of the Year. Um, that's a much fairer price, but I still think there's value in that number. I uh, stumbled upon the uh, the the AFC finishing um, exact thing with talking to Nate, so I I lean towards the Bills finishing first, Dolphins finishing second, which is plus two hundred on Tipico. So. That's how I see it playing out. What do you like here in the AFC East?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with this as a bet slipping first, but I'm changing my uh, best bet from my Miami Dolphins playoff to uh, the AFC East 1-2 Bills-Pats because I love that at plus 200. So uh, I'll second that. That'll be my best bet. And then I like the under 5.5 for the Jets at plus 140. I think that's juiced up. I think it's solid. Those two, and uh, that's all I got.
1: Hey, three-plus-money payout – futures not doing bad here in our first division uh preview of the nfl 2022 season i feel
0: good on all those like i'd be more i'd be more troubled if the jets went over six and the patriots somehow finished second so i like them i like what we gave out
1: yeah man i'm pretty excited about this uh next week we're gonna do two podcasts one breaking down um probably an nfc division i'm not sure about the specific division do you have the schedule in front of you No, Um,
0: but I I can pull it up kind of. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have the open open next week.
1: So we're going to. So we have a guest for two of our podcasts next week. Um, uh, The um, Los Angeles Rams site editor for a Rams wire, who's also um, a lifelong Cowboy fan. Cam DeSilva. He's a writer here at Sportsbook Wire. He's going to help us break down the NFC East. But before that, we're also going to break down the Open Championship preview, uh, the Open Championship uh, at the old course, St. Andrews in Scotland with Cam DeSilva. He's been handicapping the PGA all year long. So we're going to have him on board for two podcasts next week. Once again, we'll be previewing the NFC East and the Open Championship in Scotland. So be on the lookout for that hitting your feed next week. Do you have any uh, final thoughts for our listeners?
0: Nope, just be back next week. Excited to talk more.
1: All right, peace out, homies. Good luck.
0: This is the Bet Slippin' Podcast featuring Jeff Clark from USA
1: Today Sportsbook Wire. i bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally you get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here.